0: This episode is how to allow gratitude to do its magic in your body, the key to giving thanks. I also talk about moving forward and facing forward in life, how the head has weight. The Embody podcast accompanies you on your journey of remembering and embodying your true nature, integration, and alignment with your vibrational clarity, self-love, and living a life of beauty and wholeness. It's a menu of transformative healing tools, experientials, meditations, and practices from a blend of family constellations, somatic therapies, and holistic and spiritual practices sprinkled with vulnerable conversations with people who have the courage to be themselves, Alive Now episodes with updates on my personal process, and reverie episodes that are spiritual succulents that honor, reveal, hug, shake, or stir you into love. I'm your host, Candace Wu, integrative and intuitive healing facilitator and artist. So it's a couple of days after Thanksgiving in the United States, and for many other countries, your Day of Giving Thanks or Harvest Day is another day. And so I just thought it would be a good time to talk a little bit about gratitude and giving thanks and how to embody that gratitude so that you get the maximum benefits from it. So many people talk about what gratitude can do for your brain or what gratitude can do for your attitude or your um, your mood And all of that's wonderful. And I think that we're just going to bump it up a notch here with embodiment. I believe the key to gratitude is feeling it. So when you notice something you are grateful for, something you appreciate in your life, just naming it and listing it can do a little bit. But if you notice it, like, I'm extremely grateful for a warm place to live. And if you hang out there with that awareness, recognition, and honoring of that thing, breathe it in, let your awareness go into your body, if it isn't already, feel into what happens when you notice this thing that you're grateful for. And what do you begin to feel when you hang out there longer? Milk it for all it's worth. Take everything from it. This is the sense of having deeper presence and awareness to the things that we enjoy in our lives. And that's exactly what we want to be feeling in most cases or in many cases. We want to enjoy the things that are beautiful and wonderful So stay here longer. Practice it. Do it when you feel anxious or nervous or want to disrupt and support your nervous system in a different feeling that gives it more safety and more support. And what gratitude, embodying gratitude can do for you and for your nervous system is give you vibration, appreciation, and stabilization. So uh, what I mean is it can shift your vibration. Your vibration is your energetic and emotional experience, what you're attuned to in that moment, where your attention is. And so just by shifting and feeling into the experience in your body, the felt sense of what it's like to notice something you give thanks for, you can shift your vibration right in that moment and come back to things that are already happening right now, the things that are true and real and alive. And the second one is appreciation. Yes, you're giving appreciation, but what you appreciate appreciates. What you enjoy and give note or attention to grows on its own. And part of that is linked to vibration. When your vibration is connected in that space, then those things that are just naturally going to attract to you and be seen in your eyes. You are in alignment to receive all that and to see those things that are already arriving or already creating itself in you. And that grows. So vibration and appreciation and stabilization. Stabilization, what I mean by that is that the nervous system can feel stabilized, extremely stabilized and studied and grounded by noticing the things that you enjoy and appreciate in your life, the things that give you safety, the things that um, you want to make note of that are good in your life, your nervous system goes, oh, right. These are wonderful things. We are safe. This is good. And your nervous system gets reminded that you can feel those feelings And then it gives you more capacity to go about your day and look at the challenging things or to digest and heal things that are waiting to be healed in you. This is part of the magic of the embodiment of gratitude. Vibration, appreciation, and stabilization. And if there's anything in your life that you want to create, want to allow to flow, or uh, accomplish, realize, tuning into what you already have gives you the vibration that you have it, gives you the, the feelings that come with having, the feelings that come with abundance or receptivity or flow what's present already, and that sends you into alignment with all that's wanting to come to you after this moment. And so if there's something you desire in your life, when you access the feelings, the vibration of how good something feels, how pleasant or beautiful... And how grateful you are for it. That just opens you up to receiving more. And receiving the things that you really want in your future. So I hope that helps for you today. And just reminds you of that embodiment piece. Feel it in your whole body. What does it feel like in your legs? What does it feel like in your arms? Every cell of your body can be a part of this. Even your pinky toe and your ears and your tongue. Your tongue. If it were to feel this appreciation for the things that are here in your life, the things that you love, then you're setting yourself into what's present now and deeply enjoying them, deeply experiencing this human experience of these things in your life, but also the magic of your own power to plug into the vibrational clarity of who you are who you are what gives you that pleasure is connected with that clarity that pleasure is the clarity the joy that is your natural being and with that I want to just give my thanks to all of you that listen that tune in that support the podcast either financially or by um, receiving the information the resonance or by sharing it on social media or with a friend, with a family member. I appreciate all of you so much. Sometimes you share that with me, and sometimes I have no idea that you're doing that. And either way, I feel your support around me energetically. Thank you. Another thing I wanted to talk about today is that things are shifting. We are evolving. We are growing growing. Maybe not everybody, but when you are evolving and growing, when things change, things need to change. Sometimes things don't fit anymore. Sometimes you outgrow different relationships that were part of the outpouring of a past vibration, a past way of being, a past dynamic that you have healed or no longer want to be a part of and are looking to experience something different. And as things happen in my life, I notice it's happening in other people's lives too. There's a lot of letting go. And in that letting go, what I've been reminded of repeatedly, uh, thanks to my brother, who is my mountain biking coach, is that you just keep looking forward. And this, this, Advice doesn't always apply in every scenario in in life and emotionally because sometimes you need to look at this painful thing that's happened and hang out there and give it its due time. Sometimes you need to look back into the past, back into the ancestry, back into past life or wherever the past is. Sometimes you need to face... The things that happened before to be able to move forward. But sometimes the best thing is just keeping your head straight and looking towards where you're going. So I mentioned my brother in the mountain biking because all the time he says, make sure that you look through the turn or through the sand heap or through the rocks that you're going to roll over, which I always get scared about, a little bit of like, e the rocks. He says, look through that, look beyond that and past it to where you're going. And what's really essential about that is that the head, your head, turning in that direction has weight and has gravity. So when you look down at the very thing that's just a small bump right in your road, in your path, and you look at it and you're like, whoa, what's that? Then your body follows your head. Your head is so heavy. Your body follows your head. And then you begin to lose your balance and you might even fall or you might turn in a direction and hit a tree or fall off the pathway, which is fine. But when you want to go straight, it's a little bit of a detour. And so looking at what's right in front of you, not to say you're not present to it, but to look for too long in some instances can bring you to a place you don't want to be. So looking through, looking past, looking in the direction of your life trajectory can support you in feeling that that bump is not that big of a deal. Or that sand heap, it it allows you to go through it without getting stuck and having to stop. Now, as I said, this is not advice for every life situation or every moment or every person. Because when we do look back, that is Sometimes we're called to do that and we need to to claim some energy back there or to know ourselves or love ourselves in a certain way. Sometimes on my bike, I need a break. And so maybe that bump gave me that moment where I say, yes, I'll take a break now and just walk over it. All of it's okay. There's no right or wrong. It's all about what you need. But what I'm saying has been extremely helpful for when I get triggered along the pathway but know that there's a larger picture of where my life is going, where this thing that just happened won't matter later, will matter less later, but it gives me more to be able to hold myself through it and allow the feelings to be here while I know that there's a much bigger picture. If I think this is the end all and that, you know, this ending of this relationship or the way it happened or this thing that happened, you know, at the store, if I just put all my focus on it and think that this is just so essentially important and lose sight of life, the trajectory of life, the importance of this in the larger scope, then it can really throw me off, and um, or at least now in life it can throw me off a little bit, where it doesn't need to happen. This uh, was really helpful for me when a relationship recently ended in a very unpleasant way, in a way that. Was seemingly out of my control it wouldn't be the way I would have chosen it and as that person took asserted their actions and and left I was really deeply hurt on one level like relationally and the way that it happened triggered some of my um, younger attachment wounding And then also there was this wisdom that came in at the same time. Both are important to me. The wisdom was that, okay, this is what actually will happen down the line or was going to. This is where we were headed. It needed to happen. It just happened now, unexpectedly. So when I looked forward into the pathway and where I was going, it was actually a helpful thing. It did something that I didn't need to do, and if I could go with the flow of that, then it actually got something out of the equation that needed to for where I'm headed next. Well, that's not actually what happened. (laughs) I actually turned back. I wanted the repair, and that felt important to me. I felt like it was helpful in this experience. I got it. And then a similar thing repeated itself, but a little bit more softly. And here I am again in this uh, space where this relationship has ended and it's it's shifted and it's out of the equation of um, my forward-looking path. And that's right where I need to be and right where I knew I was headed, Um But what helped me in remembering this idea of looking forward and allowing the weight of my head to be more balanced is that I didn't add as much suffering to the trigger that I could have if I just focused on this and thought it was important to recover in this space um, and hang on to the thing that actually was trying to leave my life. But it gave me enough to heal those pieces for me and to keep moving forward. There was this time I was riding with my brother, and it was a new, uh, new trail, and I had taken a right turn, and it was a wi- these were wide lanes. It wasn't the single track lanes that I was used to, but like four times that and it was going in both directions. And so this turn was a really easy turn. And somehow I got too close to the outer edge and I saw a ditch and I got scared that actually I was going to fall farther down off the trail, like that it was some sort of cliff. And I looked in that direction, looked a little too long And then I fell right into that little ditch. Luckily, these trees and um, bushes caught my fall and it was the easiest fall in the world. If you've been listening to the podcast, um, I don't know, maybe five or six (laughs) podcasts ago, I talked about these bike accidents I had and these hard falls I was having and, and what insights I was getting from it. I'll link that in the show notes if you're interested. And this one was like, a celebration for me. <laughs> this like falling softly. And so I told my brother about it. And he immediately was like, he was just, you know, being the coach and trying to get me to see what I could have done differently. But he was immediately saying, Did you look at the ditch or did you look straight? Or did you look past the turn? And I was like, Uh, yeah, right. I looked at the ditch. And he's like, never do that, (laughs) at least on the trail, don't do that because you're going to go in that direction and you will fall. And so it was just a very poignant moment for me to notice how much I actually do look at the ditch and how much I could benefit from looking past the ditch and forward to prevent the fall that happened, even though it wasn't so bad. So I've learned to just like glance with my eyes, but keep look like only quickly, and then keep looking really forward. And um, that has served me in a lot of instances in my in my life where things, you know, in ten years won't matter. This thing won't matter. So he'll do what I need to for myself, but also hold it next to the sense that it will be. Something that won't matter later. So I'm not saying to um, avoid the things in your life that are now or in the past, but to hold them next to the broader picture of where you're going. And if you hold both, what happens for you? Does it support you? Does it not? And for some people, it's actually important that they go the other way. They're always looking forward. And they're never right here. So it might be helpful to just glance at the right here. Or to face and glance the past. In the work of family constellations, it's quite often that the person I'm working with is looking back at at the past. Back at the ancestry. Back at something that happened back there that was really painful for the ancestry. And we're unconsciously looking in many cases. And that's the same thing as, you know, where is the head looking? And for a long time, I was doing that. And one of my facilitators <laughs> was like, okay, turn around, just turn around and face forward. And I kept wanting to look back and say, but my father, <laughs> but this. And she was like, no, <laughs> just look forward. And it was because I, It seemed like it was because I had a hard time just looking forward. So much of me was looking backward and looking forward was a different experience. So what would balance you out? What would support you? And where are you looking? How much do you need to look there? Sometimes we really need to spend time looking there in the painful place. And it's extremely important because so much of our energy is caught there. And then other times, we can skip right to the beauty or the pleasure. Right to the looking forward that gives us more capacity and more resource to uh, to be in the next part of our lives in this moment. In a more present way. So that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in with me on these topics of gratitude and embodiment as well as where your head is turned, where your eyes are looking and what that's doing for you. And I hope it gives you a little bit of food for thought from the body's wisdom and allows you to tap into your own wisdom. So thank you so much for joining me today. I've been taking a a lot of breaks. And so uh, last couple of weeks, I've only done a, an episode every other week or I've skipped a few. Thanks for hanging in there with me. Hopefully I'll be doing it every other week just to give myself a little more breathing room. It feels really good for me right now. If you want to tune into my newsletter, which I've also taken a little bit of a break on, you can find it at CandiceWoo.com slash embody or other podcasts at CandiceWu.com slash podcast. If you want to go just to the experientials or meditations, you can find that all at this database at candiswoo.com slash meditations. This winter, this holiday season, if you want to give back in a certain way to support the podcast, to support me, to support a person of color, whatever your intentions are with your money, or your energy, I would gladly receive it and be so appreciative. You can send me a small donation on Venmo and just mark it. Um, just put me a little note in the subject line that says donation to the podcast. And my handle there is at Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E dash W-U dash two. Candice dash dash two. Or you can go to my website at com slash support, and you can do a one-time donation there, or you can touch into some of the gifts and offerings that um, the funds for that will go to the podcast. It's quite a labor of love, and in this time, I also want to thank the people that are behind the scenes, including all the people that support me and love me and are friends with me that listen to the podcast as well or just give me um, good feelings about what I'm doing in life. Thank you. And also, um, Chris Spiegel, who is the podcast editor, production, who does all the production and editing and quality control to make this sound and look good. And also to my virtual assistant in the Philippines, Matilda, thank you all so much for your work behind the scenes and uh, wanted to just give you a shout out thanks so much for joining me today see you next time on the embodied podcast